Welcome to the In the Wild podcast, where we navigate the wild internally and externally. Follow us for short, weekly episodes about living and growing in the natural environment, where we explore lessons learned in nature and how they help us become our biggest, most wild selves. This is In the Wild. Hi. Hello. I'm Julia. I'm Kelsey. And welcome to In the Wild. Welcome to In the Wild. It's Wild Wednesday. It's Wild Wednesday. And we're so glad to be back. Yes, we took a week off last week. Yep, took a little week off for a mental health break. We all need those sometimes. And it can be hard to ask for the, the break, even of myself or of ourselves. So we took a break and it felt really good. We're glad to be back. We're back. We're back with a special episode of episode 25, Healing Sucks. Healing Sucks. (laughs) Healing Sucks, dude. It has been the (laughs) recurrent theme in my life and all of the healing that I've done. Like, the healing part is horrible. Yes. Traumatizing, painful, isolating, yucky. Yucky is literally the word I would use to describe healing. Nothing about it, like while you're healing, nothing about it feels good. Yes. And I think like we made a joke a couple of episodes ago about like, ha ha ha, we're fully healed. Obviously, that was a joke. We are like two people who are very committed to healing continuously forever, right? Like there will always be things that we want to review and like course correct throughout our lives. And that's great. Um, But damn, if it doesn't suck sometimes because it's hard. Like it is hard work. And that there are so many chapters of healing that frankly can be devastating, you know, and we don't really expect that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we think, oh, healing, an angelic journey of white light. (laughs) It is not like that. It is literally you're in the trenches with the shit. It's the worst. Think of like 1850s England. Yes. The shit trenches. Your army crawling (laughs) on your elbows. That is healing. Yes. And like also realizing that if healing feels like that, maybe it's okay. Like it's not a failed mission because it sucks. Like you're still doing the work. So, whoo. But a little bit of a reminder of the actual healing is yucky. But it does lead you to greener pastures, brighter, warmer sunlight, and all of the good things. As someone who just was saying like two weeks ago, I'm like, I have nothing to complain about. (laughs) My life is so good. The universe was like, (laughs) well, you know what I've got planned for you? Rejection, and then more rejection, and then a little bit of self-loathing. And it turned out that um, it was a really great place to reevaluate that uh, your girl Lost a little track of her healing because shit was going so well. And yeah. I regressed into some poor behaviors and some poor thought processes. And But we're going to get into how all of that is related to healing. Oh, yeah. And how it fucking sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Dude. <laughs> and completely echo what Julia just said. The last several weeks have been brutal for me from a mental health perspective. And it can be really scary to say that, right? Like, especially to the public (laughs) like where we we talk and chat with people like it can be tough to just say yeah you know what I'm going through a tough time and 
it's funny that when we say that, often people come out of the woodwork saying the same thing. They're like, oh, shit, the last couple of weeks were really hard for me, too. And yeah. can we not just say it? <laughs> that, I've been. It's hard. I've right? been. Well, we have. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that. how's your week been? Oh, I'm like, me, too. Yeah. You want to hear? Not good. Yeah. Hear about how I don't feel great about yes. myself and everything involved in my life. Exactly. And they're like, oh, thank you for sharing. Um, I can relate. We love to hear it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, so, yeah. In summation, healing sucks. Yep. The end. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about why, though, what it is about healing that is so crappy. Totally. Why and, is it so hard? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with ourselves. Yes. You, me, Kelsey. Yes. Whoever. Whoever's re- reading, listening, whatevering this, yes. <laughs> ingesting this podcast. The first really shitty part is that it has to do with self-awareness, healing of the self, which means... When you start healing, you develop a sudden, sickening self-awareness Yes. where you've realized, hello, the call was coming in from inside the house. Absolutely. Meaning that when you start your healing journey with a therapist or with whatever avenue of healing you're going down, you develop a sudden realization that most of your crap, most of your stuff comes from within. Even if you're exposed to a traumatic situation or a a traumatic event or something really painful happens to you that's really hurtful to you, Mm -hmm. in reality, yourself is what perceives that to be be painful. There, I was just telling Kelsey before this episode that I have a close friend that developed a lot of trauma from the same experience that we both went through together where I walked out with little to no trauma. Mm -hmm. And I realized that for her healing was a realization that she could relate to the situation that I couldn't, meaning that it was herself's subconscious and consciousness and all of her past experiences that created the sense of pain. And so that sudden awareness of like, for me was most of my bullshit, most of my trauma is coming from within. Yes. And when we think about the things that we want to heal from, right? Like, it's even so much to say that well, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's responsible for healing those things. So the self-awareness of that too, where it can suck when we have that realization of, wow, I've been living with this heaviness or this sense of something, right? Like XYZ something that I've been living with or a pattern of behavior that I've been living with. Well, it's up to me to ultimately heal that. And that can feel hard when we're like, oh my gosh, I spent so much time. I spent so much time feeling this way. Why haven't I healed yet? And the truth is, it's okay. It's okay that it, I mean, we can't all just, you know, the first day of hardship be like, well, got to heal myself. (laughs) But when we do finally see it, it sucks and it's empowering to think, okay, it's my responsibility. I have the self-awareness to go heal through whatever it is that I'm going through. Yeah, the realization of your things that you need to heal is really only the first step. Yeah. There's still a huge amount of work that is required to actually do the healing. So for me, mine was in my relationships and friendships. I always used to think like, why are people this way to me? It's very collective. Yeah. Everyone treats me a certain way. And then I started doing therapy about who I am as a person. And I realized that most of my relationships and friendships that fizzled or became painful for me were because of my own 
personal issues, concerns, insecurities that I projected onto other people. Mm -hmm. So like in relationships, I am the perpetual victim. I have to be victimized or else I cannot move into a space because I need you to validate my perspective. But that's not anyone else's responsibility. And so the realization that I am the captain of the ship of bullshit that I ride on the sea of trauma and pain. Yes. That was only the first step. I still had to learn how to like shimmy the sails and like throw the anchor and like right. walk the plank and whatever all kind of pirate lingo we're yes. going to use. But the realization was really only the first step. You still have to do all the work. And whatever that work is to you, we're not going to dive into the different ways of yeah. healing. But that's just the first step of like, oh, I'm actually my own bullshit captain. At bullshit captain. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, you know, it's it sucks when we're in that space of self-awareness, because sometimes the easier avenue is to escape. And that has been my work is to not be an escape artist, which is something I'm quite good at, is escaping hard feelings, escaping the work, really, like, and running. And one of my favorite quotes from a song is, one of these days, I'm going to run for fun. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that song uh, so many times, especially during the period of when I was getting divorced and I was moving across the country and, you know, had sold all my things. I, I listened to that song all the time. One of these days I'm going to run for fun because at that time I was not running for fun. I was running for survival. And even in side, you know, there were a lot of external forces at play at that time in my life, but that pattern is consistent. And so now today, when I look at myself and my healing journey that is ever evolving, I find that I am running for fun more and I find that I am also running less, which is great. You know, like being able to sit in the healing, sit in the hard spaces and recognizing that it's not black or white. It's not like healed unhealed or like happy not happy it's like there's a lot of space in between on this ever-evolving journey yeah so healing of the self sucks it sucks (laughs) not only are you suddenly aware of all of your crap I mean for lack of a better word I'm like crap shit baggage shit captain (laughs) whatever like you're finally aware that you're the captain of your own shit boat in yep. shit she shit sea shit on trauma island or whatever <laughs> trauma island. <laughs> make it into a reality show love to see it, love it. trauma island <laughs> and the calls coming from inside the house the realization that all this stuff is your own yes is only the first step you still have to do all the work it all sucks like nothing about what we're saying is fun it has been so shitty yes it has been so crappy having to like realize that i am narcissistic i am like to play the victim i am neurotic i am obsessive i am i can be mean and i can be self-centered like uh, nothing about that sounds like oh great i'm self-centered this is so fun i can't wait to explore how to be better about this (laughs) it's a nightmare it's a nightmare because i want to stay deep rooted into that self-centered like situation like if we get into an argument what about me yeah (laughs) well what about the other person that's involved in these relationships like it sucks to know that you're not perfect. You have baggage. You have shit. Yeah. And you have to be aware of it in order to grow. It's true. And that 
It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I just want to just talk about how it sucks. <laughs> yes. It sucks. Hence the name of the title. <laughs> totally. For lack of better, more profound verbiage. Yes. Well, and I think too, like something that comes to my mind is in relationships, thinking about the whole escape artist thing and um, doing the work, right? Like the easier thing, let's say you get into a new relationship and you, you find like a couple of things that don't fit. I'm not talking big red flags here. I'm talking about a few misalignments. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've got a few misalignments. Well, you know what? In our society, in our culture, it's easier to just keep swiping and move on to the next. But that does not allow for any healing. Like maybe the problem is not just that this other person doesn't communicate well. Maybe you're not communicating yeah. well. Um, and the list goes on, right? But it's easiest to think, I just want something that is a perfect puzzle piece and that's not always the case. Sometimes we need to do some work on yeah. ourselves going yeah. into new things. It's really easy to blame other people. It is. So you don't have to reflect on your crap. Oh, yeah, because that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I've had so many worst. exes where I was like, he's a narcissist. Was he a narcissist? Probably not. Was I being a bit <laughs> ridiculous? Probably. Yes. But it's easier to just be like, he is an asshole <laughs> they were mean like they did they 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 yes. they did this then it is to say like i'm kind of probably responsible for some of how, how this worked out too <laughs> but it's easier it sucks to be like oh i'm not perfect yeah in a world where you are told you have to be perfect to be desirable or loved absolutely like it's really hard to say oh actually here's my red flags yeah I have red flags. Oh, yeah. We all have red flags, you know, and owning that sucks. And then continuously navigating it over time. The worst. God, sucks. So, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> the other aspect of how healing sucks yes. is there's a whole other universe outside of ourselves. And yes. it's called other people. Other people. Other people. <laughs> yes. So something that always comes to my mind is just because you are enlightened we are enlightened, whatever that means, doesn't mean that anybody else has to be or is. And just because you might be quote unquote enlightened about one thing doesn't mean you are about everything. No. So I think that there is a, an interesting line to ride when we are in our healing phase and we are still engaging with others, whether it be our family or our relationships, our coworkers, whatever it is, like it fucking sucks. It sucks to have this gap. And yeah. to bridge that gap can be really challenging. I like to think of it as like, when you're healing, you're on Broadway. Mm. Like, I'm on Broadway. Broadway. And the rest of your family and friends, like, they're still in the high school musical. Oh. Yes. Ooh, okay. Okay. Like, they're still squeaking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I mean... When I started my healing, my family was like, you're inso- like unsufferable. Like, yeah. I, what are you wackadoodling on about now? Yeah. And I'm like, the universe and greater callings and greater collective consciousness. They're like, I'm just trying to get to Aldi to like buy the pound of beef to make the tacos. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. <clears throat> like, and people will make fun of you. I mean, that's oh, they another have. thing, right? Like people will make fun of you as you are on your healing journey. Um we both have experienced this where we're like trying to talk about the hardships of life or we're trying mm-hmm. to teach yoga, right? Like, and then <laughs> we've got friends who are not in that, those my, spaces. I had someone call me an annoying woo-woo. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, because I'm 
healing yeah okay <laughs> right? i guess i'll just throw that out the window and go back to being a toxic manipulative asshole i know isn't it funny that it's like we surround ourselves we always say like oh, your vibe attracts your tribe but it's true like you freaking surround yourselves ourselves with the people who are most like us it honestly just kind of happens that way whatever we are inside what kind of energy we're projecting that's what's going to attract back to us so if we were in spaces of like you know I don't know victim mindset frustrated like you know on a particular walk of life that we have since left well the people that we were engaging with are still on that track and it's not on them to change it's not on them to do anything they can continue being how they are but it's on us to then accept that we might not be in alignment anymore and to then carve a path because that's all we have control over we can carve our own path we can choose our own people yeah and that sucks to know that the people you love who don't come along with you on the journey of your healing or they just aren't ready to create their own path of healing it feels really lonely because it does the more you heal the more the gap is created of the rest of the world i mean there's so many people out there that aren't their their lowest need of, of the Maslow's hierarchy is still not even met. So right. for us, we're so lucky that we even get the opportunity to self-actualize and, and heal the deepest, darkest subconscious trauma of ourselves. But there's people out there that literally just want to put food on the table for the kids. And so they're right. never going to be able to approach a conversation with the same enlightenment and, and, and reflection that you are. And it feels lonely because you want everyone to be, you want everyone to join you at this table of power and mm-hmm. healing and, and, and feeling good. But unfortunately, most people aren't there and they're never going to be there. And it feels isolating because we're all at different stages of yeah. where we live. And you have to be willing to be lonely, to keep pursuing relentlessly your wellness. Yes. And it's not just the literal food on the table, right? Like it's also the emotional. If someone is just in survival mode trying to get by day to day, they're not going to be focused on like some broader perspective of their own personal healing. And that's okay. Like we're all in our own spaces. Um, Most recently, my mental health struggles have been directly related to my family and trying to navigate who I am today within my family unit. And that is really hard. It is really, really hard. And ultimately coming to the realization that I'm not responsible for changing them and I am better off knowing that and just moving beyond that and Being who I want to be, like showing up how I want to show up within my family, loving in the big way that I want to, and in other ways moving on. Um, Not from my family, so to speak, but just from that, uh, I guess, weight, you know, the weight of thinking that I'm somehow responsible for this entire other group of people's healing and space in life. I'm not. And it's painful. Like that is a painful feeling. It's, it was very lonely. And to then find yourself, find myself in that lonely space really sucked. Yeah. The responsibility yeah. we feel as people who are healing, I don't want to say like healed humans because right. not real. Like, not hello, real. <laughs> step number like 0.5 is healing never ends. So right. You're never yeah. healed ever. Like if you, if you say you're healed, you're delusional. Delusional. <laughs> that means you have some space to grow. Yeah. But 
the sense of responsibility ask someone who's like i've been through this i know how to help you and we feel responsible to the people that we love that we're committed to yes. for our lives to heal them and just to have them the the response be uh no yeah it feels really shitty it, it hurts. sucks it hurts but you are not responsible for healing other people nope and we come back to <laughs> what is it let them let them, let them. yep let it be <laughs> let it be <laughs> so and you cannot suffer because others won't heal so you have to refuse to suffer hell no for other people's lack of healing that's the thing i am not going to suffer while other people remain unhealed that is not the deal okay so that is um, not no deal <laughs> no <the> deal <laughs> <laughs> like i'm going to protect my energy at all costs and like we both support all of you in doing the same um it sucks but like you have that right to yeah. protect your energy pr protect your boundaries it's lonely at the top baby <laughs> it's lonely at the top when you're at the top of enlightenment <laughs> When your consciousness has expanded far greater than others. <laughs> far greater. You know what else mm. fucking sucks about healing? What is it? It's not linear. It's not linear, dude. Which means you never, like, you don't know when you wake up every day. Where are you at? Are you step number one? Are you step number 12? Are you step 5.5? How do you track it? How do you right. know? Because healing doesn't happen in a straight line. Oh, what song is that from? Healing doesn't. Casey Musgraves, maybe? Probably. Probably. She do be doing that. She do be doing that. <laughs> but it's it true. Yeah. Yes. There's ups and downs. Ups, downs, and all arounds. Um <laughs> <laughs> this healing merry-go-round. Yes. And there are setbacks. I think of grief. Like um, grief and healing has been a, a, a very up, down, and all around process for me. And accepting that is really hard because how we were joking earlier in this episode of like oh I was having like this great couple of weeks and then all of a sudden tanked it's like being able to accept that healing emotions all of it it's kind of like weather right like it's not that it will never rain again but am I going to be prepared for the rain am I going to be ready when it does come again because it will it is inevitable and I think part of the healing journey for me has just been Am I better prepared this time? Am I better prepared when it comes around again? Yeah. Yeah. The worst part is like when you're healing, like I was just saying the other day, I was like, yeah. my life is so good. I'm like approaching <laughs> the world. And the thing is the obstacle, the unforeseen obstacle doesn't even have to be big to derail the train, right? Yeah. It could be one little pebble that just hits the yes. train at the right place and the whole thing's derailed. For me, it was literally like, I thought I was doing well with my manuscript of my book. I'm like, I'm going to get a book deal. And then I like realized that I have no idea how to pitch my book that I've been <laughs> pitching for two, four years I've been pitching this book. And I finally had this sickening realization, yes. self-awareness that you have no idea right. what you're doing. And I've just been doing it willy-nilly, free-willy style. Like <laughs> just off the cuff Up, thinking, down, all thinking like the uniqueness of this. Like I don't need to do research. My story tells itself. Well, unfortunately in the industry of literature, um, there is a specific avenue that you follow in order to get published. And so that little bit of like, hey, um, I just want you to know, good for you for trying, but you're doing it completely wrong. <laughs> and then I, all of a sudden, I'm like, I should just throw the draft away. I'm not a horrible writer. I'm never going to get published. And it like derailed my entire sense of like self around the story. But yeah. Luckily for me, I was prepared to like feel like shit. And I'm like, okay, pivot, pivot, yes, pivot, pivot, you know, as Ross Geller says, yes. pivot. 
It's true. Like sometimes it's just a pebble that will throw you off or bring you right back into a space of grief or right back into a space of pain. And that it might not never it might not never might, might not, not never, never. <laughs> gotta put the soup on <laughs> i'm gonna put the soup on <laughs> that might never go away right like and something that we were talking about um right before this episode is that time shifts perspective right and there are, i recently went back to the small town that i was living in when i got divorced and like had all of the things right had my life very set up and (laughs) it all came crashing down and going back to Boone oh god I said it oh yeah (laughs) oh well (laughs) Booneville (laughs) Booneville (laughs) so going back is hard like going back to a small place where a lot happened is tough but over time it has been many years now It's interesting how things that used to be overwhelmingly painful are no longer painful. And there was this one particular moment where I was driving past the road that my house and farm was on, right? And I remembered everything so clearly. You know, I remembered like the last time I I left that road and drove away. And I remember the last time when I left the town and drove away and never came back. You know, there's all these things that just flood back in the moment. And it was really empowering to think that, wow, when I left, I wished that I could be who I am today. And knowing that I have become her and am continuously evolving as her was so freeing and empowering and a reminder that, wow, time really does shift perspective. Because there was a time years ago when it wouldn't have been possible. It wouldn't have been possible to drive past a road or sometimes it's a smell or the way something, the way the sunbeam falls on the sidewalk and you just want to cry. You never know when grief will hit you again or pain will hit you again. But are we prepared? Are we better prepared this time? Yeah. Yeah. And just like you were saying, you never know when grief is going to like strike its mighty hand on you. I mean, yes, I've I cried the other day about something I haven't thought about in over two years. See, but in retrospect, you also which is like the silver lining of this of this key point is that you never know when healing will also surprise you. So when, true. like you're saying like this doesn't hurt me anymore. Right. That's interesting. Or it doesn't hurt as bad. Wow, I am healing or time is shifting my perspective. So right. we'll give that as a silver lining for the healing sucks. Because yes. there are positive things about healing. And we don't want to say like healing isn't worth it. Because we wouldn't be sitting here today with this podcast going down the channels of our lives we're going down if healing yeah. wasn't worth it. But there is a positive aspect that time does shift your perspective and just like grief rears its ugly head healing also blooms us a tiny flower at times yes so beautifully said it can yes. be surprising and so lovely 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 you know what what else about healing sucks what asking for help <laughs> oh it's the worst it is the worst it feels yes. so shitty it's the worst dude asking for help i have always felt like a burden when i ask for help Um, but it has been so necessary in my healing through many walks of life and many different things I've worked to heal. Right. Um, and I will need to ask for help again (laughs) and I am already not looking forward to it, but knowing that I can and should 
ask for help when I need it is freeing. Yeah. Yes. For me, asking for help feels like failing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always the kind of person like, I don't worry, I got this. I get it. I get it. And then you realize, I don't got this. I don't got it. And then you have to ask for help. But in a lot of times, for me, asking for help feels like it's a failure on yeah. my part to get it together, to figure out what I'm doing. Right. And that can feel really crappy of like, oh, I need someone to help me because I'm lost. Like I reached out to a friend about how to fucking pitch a literary agent and I felt like, why can't I figure this out? And then she was like, I love to help you. And I realized that like the failure that I was feeling was just this like idea that I have to do all the work. And like we said in the earlier part of this episode, you do have to do all the work. No one can heal you by doing it for you. Right. But there is something to be said about help. Therapist, medication, doctors, purposeful movement. There are things that help us, but you have to ask for it. No one's going to be like, hey, I made you a therapy appointment because I don't even know what you're going through, but I just decided. Like, yeah. And a really good thing about trauma and pain is we're really good about hiding it. So when I came to the world with my eating disorder, obsessive thoughts, anxiety, and all of these things, my family was like, what? You've been struggling with this for 15 years? Yeah. And so they don't know. So you have to be the one to initiate the help because most people have no fucking idea right. what you're struggling with. They don't know. And that was definitely something I encountered even in the last couple of weeks where like I finally was just open with Julia and with my friends. And I was like, listen, I'm really struggling right now. Like I'm having a hard time. Here's what's going on. They had no idea. And it's not on them to know. It's on me to ask for help when I need it. And I did. And they showed up, you know, and the people who love you will always show up. They will always show up and they will support you. And there's no pressure to be, you know, good all the time, to be a rock all the time. Like that's, I think, one of the hardest things is if you do feel like the support in your group or your family or your relationships and you feel like you always have to be on for the world, it it does suck when you need the help because you're so used to taking on that other role, but you have to allow yourself to step back, get into the other role sometimes, get support because what are you going to do? You're like, you're going to don't, don't let your light burn out, you know, Mm -hmm. don't let your light burn out out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest thing about asking for help for me in like all of my struggles that I've shared with you guys was I fought silently and lost valiantly to all of my things. Right. And then I realized I need to ask for help. Well, if I speak it to ears that can listen, then it's actually real. Because before that, it's a figment of my subconscious imagination or like, am I really... Am I really struggling with this eating disorder? Do I really have intrusive thoughts? Am I really obsessive about certain things? Right. Or is it just in my head? And then the minute you're like, hey... um, I have this thing, it becomes a tangible object that exists in the world of your reality. And that makes it really scary. The minute somebody else knows your truth, Mm -hmm. it makes it real in an external sense, which can feel really, really crappy. It can. And and then it demands attention. You know, it demands attention to course correct. Because if you go to someone and you say, hey, I'm struggling with this thing, their response might be like, what do you need? How can I help you? 
Have you, you know, do you want to talk to a therapist? You know, they're going to offer some solutions and solutions can feel overwhelming sometimes where you're like, oh my God. So this is something I have to actually fix. Yeah. Shit. And if you you speak it into existence, you're like, hey mom, I have all these four different things going on. Yeah. And then you backslide or you aren't as fast in your healing or it takes you much longer. Like you have relapses, you have setbacks. Then you can feel like, there are people can have a space to judge you or yeah. you feel like you have to meet a certain standard once it's real. That's true. And the, I think of this as like a big cycle, you know, it's like just because we've asked for help doesn't change that healing is not linear mm-hmm. or that it's about the self. You know, it's kind of like we can go back and forth to all these things. And, um, you know, I think about it in the sense that just because I've asked for help doesn't mean that I won't need to ask for help again. And there's this pressure sometimes to think, oh, well, I already used that card. Like I already, yeah. like, like it's some big game. Like, oh, I already was sad that one time. I can't be sad again. I can't be low again. Yeah. And what is that? <clears throat> right? Like that is such a ridiculous perspective that is not real. It comes from society background whatever but that's something that I've held on to throughout my life and thought oh well you only get so many cards you, you can only be down or have hardship a few times not real so having to consistently come back and say healing's not linear just because you're thriving and feeling really good for like a couple weeks a couple years whatever doesn't mean it's not going to come back yeah and you can ask for help again when yeah. it does and the first time you ask for help, it doesn't always have to be successful. So for me, it was like with my eating disorder was like every person I told anytime I relapsed was like, oh, like now I have to start over again or now I have to like be responsible again or they're going to know or it became this like really big thing where I just like stopped telling people and it's like, I'm just going to wait until I'm fully healed, which newsflash never happens. <laughs> never happens. <It> exist. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was convinced that like the first time I had to ask for help, that had to be the step one and I had to go through the steps and get to the point where I'm healed and then like move on. Like it's not like a school course where you like day one, you go through the class and then you graduate. Right. Healing is not like that. No. It's it's very fucking muddled and, and very hard to distinguish. And so for me, asking for help was just one of those things where it's like, if I ask for help, then I have to do the thing. Right. And I don't know if I'm ready yet, but I'm ready to ask for help. I don't know if I'm ready to do the full capacity of healing. And so it can feel really crappy when it's like, I want to ask for help, but I don't know where I'm at as far as commitment on this. And yeah. then other people can judge you, which shit is crappy. It is crappy. 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 And, so, you know, yeah. I was thinking of one more thing oh. that we can, I think, dive into a little bit that I kind of brought up. But another reason why healing sucks is that it never ends. Yeah. You don't graduate. <laughs> you don't graduate true. with your cap and gown to like healed university. It's such a good point. Like there's always going to be something, right? Like it's it goes back to that idea that it's not this black and white dichotomy of happy, unhappy, healed, not healed. It's like it's just life. Like life just is just like weather just is and there will be rain there will be sun there will be snow and weird things right there's gonna be ups and downs forever grief healing it's a part of this big wild world that we are existing in and to know that like okay I'm not gonna graduate (laughs) some course and be forever healed Mm -hmm. um that sucks. That's painful. Yeah. It can also feel empowering to yeah, isn't know. Isn't that, that also a joy to know that right. you get to keep growing? Exactly. 
Just keep growing. Just, just keep, keep growing. Growing, growing, growing. And how your tribe grows with you, your friends circle, your family, they'll eventually, you know, have their their ups and downs. And the better prepared we are or in the know we are about our own processes, like the better it all will work out. Like it just takes time. Yeah. But yeah. For now, healing sucks. <laughs> it does. Healing sucks. And, you know, I think just knowing you're not alone can be so helpful. Um, not just in the asking for help realm, which is very important, but knowing that we're all on some kind of journey. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not on a journey, you just began. You just began. <laughs> Um, but I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you weren't on some type of healing journey. Yeah. Some type of self-discovery. But so thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 25. Healing sucks because it does. Yep. Because <laughs> thank you for tuning in. It has been a pleasure. As always, we are so glad to be back. And if you like this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, comment, review, rate, tell boom, your grandmother. Boom. boom. <laughs> Do a backflip, Joey. Do a backflip, Joey. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm Julio. I'm Kelsey. See you Bye. next week. <laughs>